Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. And thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsors, New Life Ventures, and our guest today from Mindful Lab. Thank you for making this show possible. As a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, please email me at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We'd love to hear from you. We have a wonderful show today. Our guest is Christine Erickson, and she is the rising star in the world of mindfulness, as well as the founder of the Mindful Lab. She's also a beautiful, kind human being with an important message to share. So before I bring Christine onto the show, let me ask you a question out there to our listening audience. Do you feel good about your body? Are you comfortable in your body? If not, or if you hesitated to answer those questions, this show is for you. Practicing mindfulness can help improve your relationship with your body, your quality of life. Christine is here to help us understand how we can do that. So without further ado, please welcome to the Vitality Health Show, Christine Erickson. Welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I'm happy to be here. Oh, she, if you, when you guys can see her, she is just radiating. I just love Christine's smile and just, she's just such a beautiful person inside and out and so grateful to have you. Thanks, Stephanie. Back on the show, she was one of my very first guests on the show and we just wanted her to come back and to tell all the wonderful things that she's going through and, and what she's been doing. One of the, one of the accolades I wanted to point out was um, this last year and Christine and I talked about it just before she left to go to Egypt it was a little bit of scary time because it was just COVID time. I'm like, if you're going, can you get back? I remember having that conversation. Uh, but it she was got perfect timing. It was because then she got back and everything shut down, right? It was just right. crazy. But while she was over there, she was at the Women's Economic Forum in Egypt, and she received an incredible award, which was the Iconic Women, uh, sorry, Iconic Woman Creating a Better World for All Award. I just got goosebumps as I was saying that because I remember when you came back and you were so humble about it, but that is a huge honor for you to be able to get, be given that award. Yeah, it's, it's actually a really incredible group uh, and really it is an honor because the group of women who are part of Women Economic Forum are such amazing individuals. So it really is an honor. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. So let's just dive right in. I would like you to tell us a little bit about about your background and how you got into what you're doing, because I think it's a pretty fascinating story. Everybody has a story, and I think it's really good for our listeners to understand why you chose this field and how you chose it, or if it chose you. (laughs) A lot of times that's what happens, right? So I'm going to turn the time over to you and give us a little bit of background and how you were able to come through what you're doing now. Okay. Um, I originally went to school right out of high school. I got into a nursing program and I began to work as a nurse. And for a little while, I found myself eyeing the job of the social worker as I worked in an inner city school. And so um, not, not too much longer after that, I went back to school and 
and decided to get my master's in counseling psychology. And, and so it's actually been kind of a slow road because, you know, along the path, I was having kids and taking care of little kids at home, but I have really enjoyed my work as a therapist. And, and of course, you know, recently, well, the past few years, I have been practicing mindfulness and learning about mindfulness and really enjoy sharing it with with others because of the changes that it has made in my life and also what I've seen for my clients and my family. And so I, I wanted to share this with more people. And so I, that's why I've created the, the programs that I've created. I think it's just fascinating. When, when we first met, you were just kind of starting this program and, right. and deciding how you want, because you've been working as a counselor for a long time and you've been working with a lot of people in a lot of different classes of people, a lot of different situations with people, and you've been able to take all of that and put it into this program. And I know even since you first started it, it's morphed into even more because you've just continually learning, right? Right. Yeah. So why don't you take a few minutes and tell us what mindfulness is? I mean, a lot of people don't even, they hear it, but what is it? Okay. Um, I... I would like to tell you about what mindfulness is, but if it's okay, I kind of want to maybe share a story with you first. Absolutely. And, and how mindfulness kind of tied into this experience. And, and I'll also talk about um, some of the things, you know, that the mindfulness piece and one of the other important pieces of, of one of the programs that I have and what, okay. how they tied into this experience, if that's okay. Absolutely. I can't wait. I haven't heard this. This is new to me too. So this is exciting. So I, I think, you know, that I play the piano and I've actually, I was thinking about this the other day. I've played the piano for almost 40 years now. So it's been a little while. And over the years, I've had the opportunity to play in a lot of different scenarios, um, at graduations, weddings, funerals. Um, I've also played at church, accompanying people and doing some solos. And, um, and when I'm accompanying or when I'm in the background, I, I have no problem playing. I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. If I'm the solo and all the eyes are on me, then I still, after 40 years, have some nerves that happen right. when, I, when I perform. And a couple of months ago, I had the opportunity to play in church and I found this beautiful arrangement of In Humility, Our Savior by Sally DeFord. And I mention her name because she has on at defordmusic.com, she has free arrangements and original compositions and, and just beautiful, beautiful music. So I found this, I found this arrangement of the song and it was a little bit challenging, but I had enough time. I knew I could hit it hard and I would be okay. And it's a really fun song because your hands kind of cross over each other a couple of times and it's, it's really fun. It's a beautiful piece. And so I practiced this over and over again and really worked at it until my kids were sick of hearing it. <laughs> I practiced the phrasing, you know, I looked at the words of the music and, and thought about the message. And so I thought about the dynamics and how it was going to sound to other people and and I felt like I was ready, and, and I also prayed for help. Um, okay, I've done my part, Heavenly Father. Please help me to add to the spirit of the meeting and help people to feel closer to the Savior. And, 
So it got to be the day of the performance and my nerves hit and I was nervous and I kind of talked myself through it. And when it was my turn to play, I walked up to the piano and I laid my music out. I had four pages of music. And if you've played the piano, you know that four pages fit perfectly on the piano. And because they fit perfectly, I hadn't taped them together. I didn't put them in a binder oh. or anything. <laughs> and and you know what's coming, right, Stephanie? I know what's coming. <laughs> I've done the very same thing. <laughs> so before I even started to play, one of my pages fell down. And I picked it up and I put it back and I, I just sat down and I started to play. And halfway into the first page, my first page dropped. And I caught it with my left hand and I kept playing with my right hand and I put it back up there. And for a split second, I thought, should I stop and start over? And I went, no, no, I'll just keep going. And, and you know, as a performer, Stephanie, you are trained <laughs> not to stop and start over again because right. chances are people won't know that you made a mistake. It will just, you know, so just go on with the show. Yep. So it was also the first page and I'm like, I'm halfway through it. So I continued to play and sure enough, before I got to the end of the page, it fell again. I caught it in my left hand and I kept playing with my right hand. And I was actually close enough to the, to the end of that page that I just kept it in my hand and then I finished and then I you know, dropped the page to the ground and I continued to play and moved on to the second page. So in the meantime, my husband, who couldn't see what was going on, heard that something was different, and he knew something was wrong, so he had rushed over, and there was a man who was sitting at the front of the congregation who had seen what was happening, so he rushed over, and all of a sudden, I had these, these two men right next to me. One of them said something like, I can hold the music for you. I'll help you if you need it, and I'm thinking, why are you talking to me? I'm trying to play the piano. <laughs> It's like, what, anyhow, so I was, I was playing kind of in a panic. And then there was this other part of me that's thinking my hands have to be like all over the place on this last page. I've got to like claim my territory. So I'm like trying to get back. And so needless to say, I was completely frazzled and, and the rest of the song actually was uneventful, but I was playing kind of mindlessly and automatically because I was so frazzled. And, yeah. um, and so the, the song ended and I gathered up my music and I was walking, as I was walking back to my seat, I just, I felt so incredibly disappointed yeah. in myself, in the experience. And just for a second, there was also this, um, Heavenly Father, I totally did my part. Where were you? Oh yeah. <laughs> and then of course when I, you know, when I thought that I'm like, okay, okay, like repent. Like there's got to be a learning <laughs> experience in here somewhere. Yay me. So, <laughs> so I went back to my seat and you know, just feeling disappointed and um and the meeting ended soon after that and and people came up to me and were were telling me that I did a good job and you know, one person was like, I can't believe you caught the music. That was so amazing. And, and somebody else was like, I didn't even see what was going on. I thought it sounded good, you know. And, and, and so I got all this feedback from different people. And, but I still felt bad about 
how it had turned out. I felt like I hadn't played my best. I, I was so disappointed. And, and I was holding on to that feeling of disappointment and, you know, had headed home and I had received a text from a woman who had watched the service online and she had complimented me. And, and this was actually a woman who is also an accomplished musician and has recorded mm. albums and, you know, things like this. And she talked about how I had added to the spirit of the meeting. And when I, when I read her, like the, she actually texted me twice, you know, she's texted me once and complimented and I, I responded back and then she texted again, again, complimenting me. And, and I was thinking to myself, cause the first text I'm like, maybe she's just being nice. And, and, <laughs> and I thought, okay, now hang on a minute. Like, what what is going on here and i and so i started to like count how many people had given me compliments and you know seven people had given me compliments and here i was listening and giving the most credit to my one critic who was myself mm-hmm. and and in their defense they were the ones who were listening to what was going on. They were the ones who were present. I was the one who was, who was playing mindlessly. And, and honestly, I really, you know, I, I don't know how it sounded because I was so emotionally frazzled. And, and so this is, um, this is the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which is um, our judgment of ourself and how we, how we think about ourselves and the criticism, you know, sometimes we are our worst critics oh, yeah. and we don't give credit to others, whether it's, you know, whether it's somebody saying, you look so good today, you know, and we, Oh no, I don't, you know, I, you know, and, and we're so harsh on ourselves. And, and sometimes it, unfortunately we get that feedback from other people. Sometimes we get criticism from others and, Sometimes it's somebody who cares about us and maybe doesn't know how to show it, or maybe maybe they um, are struggling with something themselves, and it's not even about us. And and so this is one of the things that that one of my programs, Body Forward, addresses is letting go of those judgments, letting go of those stories that either we tell ourselves or the stories that other people tell us that we buy into that, that aren't helpful to us. And, and so for this first piece, I, my one tip is if you're getting feedback, if you're feeling judged or criticized by yourself or by someone else, ask yourself, is this helpful? Mm-hmm. And and so I, I have another thing that I want to talk about that, that actually, um, so relating to the story, even prior to this situation happening, but I don't know if you had anything you wanted to add to this, Stephanie. I know that you have that experience. Um, you have some experience with performing. And so I don't know if you had any comments or thoughts that came up with anything. Well, I, I love what you said. And yes, you know, I've been a performer since I was three years old and, been on stage and and plays like your son and your family and just have had incredible experiences. What I wanted to know was, we only have two minutes before break. What did you do with that? 
because we knew that you were criticizing and all of a sudden you're going, wait, it's me. I'm the, I'm the worst critic. How did you shift that? Maybe we better hold on to that to the beginning of the next of the next segment because I want you to go into that because I think that's really important because of what happened. And there's many times I've gotten off stage going, what happened there? Right. And then there's right. been other times that I've gone off going, I don't even remember what I did, but the feeling was incredible. You know, it's like, so being on both ends of it, it's like, I don't know, but man, I feel good about it. <laughs> I right. guess the audience must have loved it too, because they're all standing on their feet and cheering, you know, couldn't remember a thing I did. So, I, you know, being on both ends of that. And I think when we come back from break, let's talk about what we do with that. What do we do with that at the end, right? When, like, just like you said, all of a sudden you're realizing, well, the worst critic is me. So right. I want our audience to listen to what they're supposed to do with that. So let's get ready. I think we're on a break here first. So there we go. Let's get ready to go to that break. And when we come back, let's talk about that because everybody's in that situation, right? They don't, right. They don't know what to do, good, bad, ugly, whatever, and just go, okay, now what? You know, oh, that's a reality check. So Great. let's go ahead and take our first break. And I'd love to come back and talk about that a little bit more. And then we'll go more deepful into mindfulness. So okay. come, come right back. Don't go away. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so happy that you're here with us. We are visiting with my friend, Christine Erickson. She is the creator and the owner of the Mindful Lab, which is one of our sponsors. We so appreciate her. We've just been talking about some experiences that she has had and utilizing the mindfulness of what just happened in her situation. So for those of us listening, so when you're 
stuck with the situation or situation has been created that you're going, now what? And as you were saying at the break, just before the break, you're your hardest critic. And we're all, we're all that way. It's so, so true, unless you don't believe anything. But we're all our hardest critic. So I, what I want to come back and let our listeners hear is what do you do with that? What do you do with that? Because that's really what it's all about, right? Right. And, and I thought it was, it was interesting because I did have that. I think the first part is to recognize what we're doing and, and then and, and challenge it to a certain extent. For me, it was like, why is my opinion more important than theirs? And, yeah. and of course, you know, I had this expectation. I had this expectation of what I was capable of and what I wanted it to be like. And I think that's a lot of where some of our problems lie is, is we have these expectations and whether it is how we look or, or what we're doing, we, you know, like I remember what I looked like 20 years ago, which is different than what I look like now and, and what I was capable of physically, which is different. And, and so we have these expectations and know what we're capable of and then, then we're hard on ourselves. But so recognizing that and, and also recognizing that that other people see us differently and and i think that and because and we can learn from also how we perceive other people because when i listen to somebody else play the piano or when i when i'm seeing somebody else and and i'm like thinking about that person i'm so much more generous than i am when i'm thinking about myself and so if you can kind of switch that mindset to, you know, how would I, what would I think if this were somebody else? Then mm. that's one way that can be helpful is, is how would, if my, if my friend had been up there playing the piano, what would I have thought about how she had done mm-hmm. or, and, and whatever it is that we're evaluating ourselves on. If this, if this had been somebody else that I care about, how would I have felt or what would I have told them? What would I, you know, what would I say to them? How would I have felt about them? And I think that can, that's kind of a way to kind of shift that a little bit and just, and give ourselves a, a little bit more grace, that kind of grace that we extend to other people. Mm-hmm. I think that can be helpful. And also, um, and part of it, again, coming back to the idea of stories, stories we tell ourselves and stories that other people maybe purposely or inadvertently tell us about ourselves and and kind of just letting that go and letting letting all the labels and the judgments go recognizing it for what it is and and sometimes that does take more work than others and and that's why you know in the in the program we do something called tapping um emotional freedom love tapping and that really helps to kind of clear out some of those things that we've tried to to let go of but we just for some reason emotionally or even sometimes physically we just can't let go of some of those things that we tell ourselves or or those emotions the way that we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. but i want to maybe shift into um what happened before the performance if that's okay because Absolutely. because one of the things that um one of the things that made the exp- my experience so different than the, the congregation's experience is like our like our paying attention to what was going on. I wasn't paying attention to 
how it sounded because I was so frazzled. Um, but, but the reason that everybody liked it was I was able to play mindlessly and still perform well. And the reason that I was able to play mindlessly and still play well is because of the hours that I had spent ahead of time preparing for this performance. And, and I really had, as I mentioned earlier, I spent a lot of time, I worked on dynamics, I worked on everything and, and I probably didn't, you know, I probably didn't play at my best, but I played it well because I'd spent so much time on it repeating mm -hmm. over and over again how I wanted it to sound, how I wanted the message to come across and all of that. And, and really in the moment of crisis <laughs> is not the time to prepare. And we all know that. We all know. And, and the reason it's called a crisis, I mean, it, it's unexpected, right? We don't expect to experience, um, we don't expect to experience sudden whether it's accidents or um, natural disasters or pandemics. I mean, yeah. there are a few people who have experienced the unexpected this last year. <laughs> and, uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been, it's, it's been pretty life-changing for a lot of people, but, but one of the things that I love talking or the reason that I love talking to people about mindfulness is it can help us prepare for those times when, when we experience upheaval in the areas of mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. And so I want to talk a little bit about how mindfulness helps us prepare in those ways. And, and when I say, you know, that it helps us in all four of those areas, there might be some people out there who are a little skeptical or they're just thinking, oh, it's like the magic pill. It'll just fix everything, right? <laughs> but but I'll, I'll talk to you about how it helps us in each of those areas and hopefully it will make sense and in three of these areas um, I can say that the things that I'm talking about are based on research these are things that we've been able to show in in research studies and and the one area that isn't I'll let you know and that's more of an anecdotal from my experience so Mentally, we know that mindfulness can help us with our working memory. It can help us with mental stamina. It can help us with learning. And it can also help us with attention. And I have heard people say before that I can't do mindfulness because I have attention problems. I, you know, it's just too hard. It's too hard for me to pay attention and sit still for a minute. And, and I, I understand to a certain degree everybody's a little bit different. I do have some serious attention issues. And, um, you know, my husband can attest to that. And <laughs> we're not going to ask him. Right. <laughs> but uh, now I just lost my train of thought. See, there it goes. Anyhow. <laughs> so what I was going to say about the attention, though, is um, there are specific types of mindfulness practices that are easier for people with attention issues. So if you do have an attention issue, it is possible for you to do it. You just have to figure out the type of mindfulness practice that works best for you. Mm -hmm. And to give you a couple of ideas, um, one of those could be something like the practice of yoga. And, and when I say the practice of yoga, you can do a, a yoga 
workout or, or yoga routine and just go from one position to the next. And that's not really a mindfulness practice. But if you do yoga and you're paying attention to the complete experience, paying attention to your body and any thoughts and emotions, you know, then, then you are being mindful. You're practicing mindfulness. There are also practices where you can have a specific type of attention and focus that, that kind of helps you um, whether it is counting your breath or following your breath in a specific way. So there, there are some options. And of course, um, shorter practices also help. Yeah. So, so there are some options for people who have attention issues. And then emotionally, mindfulness can help us with awareness of our emotions. And it also helps us with emotional regulation. Mm. And I mean, emotional regulation is two words, right? But it's kind of a big deal <laughs> because if we can, and, and that's, that's the short, that, that's the overall encompassing thing. It can help with anxiety, depression, and, you know, it, it helps a lot with our emotions. So um, does it make all of our emotions go away? I know that's not what it's meant to do, but it helps us to be able to manage them. Mm-hmm. So um, spiritual is what I wanted to talk about next. And that one is the one that I just have the anecdotal information. I don't have the research and there could be research on it. I just don't know of it. But from my experience with the spiritual, um, when I'm practicing mindfulness, it helps me to be aware of my own patterns, my own patterns of thoughts and emotions. And it also helps me to, remember those, be aware of those stories that I'm holding on to. And it helps me to let go of things a little bit better. And, and when I kind of clear out all of my mental garbage, all the stuff that is creating chaos in my brain, if I can clear that all out, then it puts me in a place where it's easier for me to receive inspiration, to be able Mm -hmm. to feel loved and to feel worthy, to be able to see clearly if there's something that I need to fix or repent of, or if this is just a feeling that I'm hanging on to myself that I need to let go of. And so it, and and I've talked with, um, I've done groups and taught people of different religious backgrounds and, and what, regardless of what religion you are, it, just provides that opportunity to um, to receive clarity, to receive direction and inspiration. And so regardless, again, you know, regardless of religious beliefs, you're going to be able to feel more spiritual if you're practicing mindfulness, mm-hmm. because again, you're letting go of all of your stuff and kind of getting closer to connecting with, with truth and, mm-hmm. um, and with with God, so that's my experience with spiritual and helping how it helps us prepare spiritually, and then physically. Physically, it's kind of an interesting one, and it kind of sounds like a magic pill when we talk about some of the benefits physically, mm-hmm. because it's been shown to help with the situations like chronic illness, fatigue, um, heart disease, cancer, diabetes which are pretty big, pretty big issues. And, 
And it makes sense if you understand that a mindfulness practice helps decrease your stress. And we know that stress plays a huge part in illness. Mm -hmm. It has a huge effect on our bodies. And I, I read a statistic, I believe it was from the World Health Organization at a couple of years ago. And so this probably has changed and I'm guessing it's higher. <laughs> but at that time they said that 75% of doctor's visits could be um, related, were related to stress. Oh, and so if you think surprising. of 75% of doctor's visits related to stress, that's huge, mm -hmm. but it's probably a bit more now. And, and so if you, if you understand that mindfulness helps reduce stress, then it all makes sense. Like, oh, okay. Right. So yeah, it can help my immune system. It can help my immune system because my stress goes down. And so, right. so mindfulness can help us um, in the area of, of physical well-being as well. And so this is, this is something that is another piece of, of the programs that I have. I have the body forward. Um, I have the, the tapping to kind of release those emotions, um, the mindfulness. And, and I do have a couple other tools like visualizations and, and workbooks and, and things like that. But, and I also have the mindfulness program called um, the Mindful Experiment. If somebody is like, I, I don't really have the issues with the body image, but I, I am interested in mindfulness, that, that makes sense to me. And so, so that is another option for people. Um, but, but in this area, it, we're talking about preparation and how preparation helps me to be successful in that situation in particular. There may be, even if you're not interested in mindfulness, you're not interested in any of these programs, maybe just ask yourself, what is one thing that I can do to prepare myself uh, for, for the unexpected? For And, and I kind of leave that open a little bit because because we've we've dealt with a lot of unexpected you know in the last little while and and hopefully many of us are making progress and and hopefully in a better place than we were six months ago but but you know what's coming up in your life and or for the most part you know right and and so what is something that you could do to help yourself become stronger and in, in one of these areas and all of these areas and so so you know, the earlier question, asking yourself th with the judgments and the, those, that negative self-talk, is this helpful? And that's my first question for you. And the second question is, what's one thing that I can do to prepare myself? Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that you, you um, touched on the fact that a lot of stress and a lot of things going on in our world can manifest in physical and we've right. talked about that a lot because I see a lot of people come into my clinic that are so stressed and having all these issues. A lot of it is due to stress. A lot of it's due right. to those things that have been brought into their life. And now they've got these chronic illnesses because they don't know how to deal with that stress or those situations. Right. So yeah. I know you and see that a lot. Yeah. And it can also exacerbate things that we already had too yeah. and so it's it just and it's and one of the things that I think is interesting too is is it also helps with your experience of pain mm. so if you have chronic pain then that 
then a mindfulness practice can help that too. I just, it's fascinating to me, but it also, I think, makes sense when you think of resistance, which mm -hmm. is, um, you know, resistance creates tension and mindfulness. And, and I forgot to define mindfulness, but mindfulness is being in the present moment with awareness and acceptance. And so oh, that's if, huge. So that acceptance, um, you know, resistance creates tension, acceptance helps us to relax. And, and if you think of that in relation to pain, if you're, if you're relaxing compared to if you're tense, that completely ex changes your experience of pain. Right. Oh, so that's, that's beautiful. So we're just getting ready to go on break, but I would love you to give your contact information, how people can get hold of you. Um, so make sure audience out there listening, you've got a pen and a paper and we'll come back and tell this again, but I'd like you to tell them how to get hold of you. Yeah, the best way is probably through my website at mindfullab.net. There's a place where you could contact me, send me a message, or it, it has my social media stuff there. And it also, you know, you could sign up for a newsletter or you could, it has the program information. So mindfullab.net. Um, so there are two L's together at the Mindful Lab. Anyhow, yeah. Mindful Lab. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's a great website. There's so much stuff on there. I've, I was going through it again. I like to check it and see all the updates that she's putting on there. There's some really, really great tips on there. Beautiful. It's a beautiful website. You guys have done a really good job. I know you've worked really, really hard on getting that website up and going. So it's just what, what reflects you and what reflects what you do. So we're going to come back. We're going to talk more with Christine when we get back. So just don't leave. Don't, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. You want to hear the rest of the story. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. 
Welcome back, friends. We are having an amazing conversation with the beautiful, phenomenal Christine Erickson. She is just, I hope those of you that get to watch this on Facebook later can just see her smile because she just she just radiates beauty and joy. And I, I love this woman. So we've been talking about um, different ways of mindfulness. So before we get started, those of you that have your pen and paper, I want you to write her website down because there's really good information on there. You can contact her and ask her questions or set up appointments or be part of her programs, which are really, really awesome. So Christine, will you give that website again real quick before we get moving on here? Sure. It's mindfullab.net. Dot net. So, Remember dot net. <laughs> yes. Dot net. Mindfullab.net. Yeah, again, that's part of what sets it apart. So in the break, we were talking a little bit, and I would really like to explain to people what tapping is, because I love tapping, and then really what it looks like when somebody's going to have the opportunity to come work with you. Okay. Okay, so tapping is, um, I, I also love tapping because I've seen how it's helped so many people, but it's kind of a, it's one of those things that I, explain to people and 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 so maybe backing answering your first question or your second question first you talked about when people first come in to see me not everybody is interested in tapping there are some people who are very logical and they want cognitive behavioral therapy and we just we want to talk and we want to like look at things from a different perspective and reframe things and so so I do have some people that aren't that interested in tapping but Many of most of my clients, I I'm I'm able to kind of persuade them to to try it out. Right. Sometimes I have some kids that that aren't interested, you know, and and that's okay. There there are other things that we can do and other tools that we can use. But but the um, so tapping we we tap on different acupressure points on the body, and as we tap on different points, we we kind of tell the story about the emotional story, what we're experiencing emotionally. And, and the way that I do it is I, I say, okay, let's, you know, we're going to tap. And, and I like to do the talking because after my client has come in and, and shared what they're experiencing and what they're going through, I kind of try to, try to take note of all the emotion words that they're using and, and try, like in my brain, I'm like, okay, I'm gathering gathering this up and right. this is what we're going to work on. And then, and then I have them copy me. So I'm not tapping on them. They're tapping on themselves. And, and sometimes they will repeat the words that I'm saying. And sometimes I'll just say it and we'll just tap together. And, mm-hmm. and so as we, as we tap on these different points um, and, and there are a couple of different ways to do it. You can pick out each individual emotion and and go through one round of tapping on that specific emotion or you can do it a little bit more in a story format and that's what I tend to do and and I I know people who do do it differently and and are very effective in the way that they do it but this is what works for me and so I um, I will take them through that series and you know we it's like the top of the head and the beginning of the eyebrows and you know, as we kind of tell the story of what, how they're feeling, what they've been experiencing. And, and then after we've kind of gathered up those um, and, and kind of addressed those emotions that, 
that we are trying to get rid of, then we start to shift into what we want to feel instead. And, and we start to kind of replace that with, you know, if it's a feeling of being unworthy, then we start to shift to sometimes I feel unworthy, but not always. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you're tapping on, I am worthy. And, and so you make that shift. Sometimes we have to do it gradually. Like sometimes I feel unworthy. Sometimes I don't feel unworthy to I am worthy. And, and so, so that's what tapping is. We, you know, we try to clear out the, the negative stuff. And, and I say it's negative, but, you know, it's emotions are there for a reason. Right. They give us information. And so it's not, it's not that it's, it's negative because it doesn't feel very good. <laughs> right. But what's it um, doing for us? Right. Right. <laughs> right. It is, it, is, is it giving us information about important changes? Yeah, probably. Anyhow, so, yeah, so, and then we, we try to put in the positive. So, that's, that's kind of tapping, and it's, I, I did a training once from an expert in the field, and, and he addressed the question of how does tapping work, and his answer at that time, I don't know if there's been further research since then, was, we don't know. Oh. We, we just know that it works. Right. And, and I used to think, well, we're, we're neutralizing the negative, but then, but I'm like, well, wait, we're, we're tapping in the positive. So again, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not totally sure how it works, but I just know what my clients experience. I know what I experience, and there really is a shift in how they feel and what they're experiencing that happens as we tap and so I, I really enjoy right. using For that me, point. I know when I've done it, I can feel that energy. I can feel that energy shifting right. when I do tapping. And there's many times I'll be driving down the car in the car and start doing my tapping, you know, just to change the energy. Right. So yeah. I think that's beautiful. So let's go ahead and move off of that and move right on to what your programs look like, because okay. I think your programs are phenomenal. And I want our, our listeners to be able to understand your program a little bit because they're going to be wanting to contact you. Right. So the programs are online programs. And with the Body Forward, there is the opportunity to join a Facebook group. And I would really like people to join the Facebook group because that's an additional potential support to people. It is easier to develop new habits if we have some support from others. And so being part of that community can be potentially really helpful and, and powerful. So the the two programs that I mentioned today, the, the mindful experiment, that one has um, 25 different mindfulness practices. And now that I'm saying 25, maybe I'm getting the number wrong, but I think that's correct. <laughs> I think there are 25. Anyhow, and, and there are also a few, there are seven videos or eight videos that talk about some of our patterns, our patterns of thought, just as humans this is what we typically do. You know, we have problem solving brains, you know, and, and these are some patterns with emotions and, and I give some ideas. So, so there's a little of cognitive behavioral stuff in there Mm -hmm. and some neuroscience and mindfulness. So that one is the, the mindful experiment. It's got a workbook and then it has those, it's kind of designed as like a seven week program and it could Mm -hmm. take you longer than seven weeks. It kind of depends on 
how quickly you go through things, but, but it is, it's actually available to you to six months. So you can just keep using it and you have access to it for all that time. I love that. And then, mm-hmm. and then the, the body forward, um, as I said, there's, we do have the tapping and then we also have mindfulness practices and visualizations. And so with that program, that one's a bit longer. And I originally designed it to be like a 90 day program. And the, the people that I've had going through it at, at, to this point have taken longer than 90 days. And so it's, it's 90 days of content, but you may take longer than that to do it because that one has more like two, um, two videos a day and you might want to take your time, slow it down. Um, some weeks have more content than others, but it, it talks about creating sustainable patterns for you. And, and it's really, there's a little bit of instruction with things like nutrition and supplement, but you're really setting an exercise and you're really setting your own goals in those areas. And, and then the emotional stuff is there to support you on that journey as you go through that and um, kind of clear out some of those obstacles and some of those things that can contribute to um, how we feel about our bodies. And, um, and that one also has a workbook that goes with it. And, um, and the workbook has a little bit of art therapy in it. So it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. That's awesome. Now, do so, they download those workbooks? Is that something? Yes, or they can they- download and print off those workbooks. And um, yeah, and then the rest of it is online. They create a password and we'll, um, we'll come back to that site and Remember to bookmark it and save your password if you're like me. Otherwise, I will. I forget things and I lose things. But yeah, but th- so those are the those are the programs. And then yes, yeah. but you you kind of mentioned well when you have thirty thousand passwords, right? <laughs> right. And you asked about working with me, and and I'm licensed in the state of Utah as a clinical mental health counselor, so. So I can counsel, you know, people in Utah, but, um, but there are, you know, there are some people who may have a history of trauma that, that going into a mindfulness practice and doing some of these, um, these practices that, that I have online might be a little bit triggering. And so, and that's something that I do talk about. I try to, I try to put that disclaimer on things that if you do have that history of trauma, you might want to have somebody there to support you, you know, a professional that's accessible to mm-hmm. you so that you can, you can get that support as you go through the program. And, and of course I'm, I'm available to support, to support people through the Facebook group or um, people can, are welcome to email me, but I just, it's, you know, taking the role of a therapist for somebody who is, um, is in another state is, you know, I'm, I'm just not, it's, I don't have the license. So, you know, right. different states have different licenses. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Anyhow. They can always move to Utah. Everybody is anyway. So right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Come join us. But there's so much therapy. And I think the thing I love mostly about your program is this is life changing. It's something that anybody, once they learn these tools, they've learned these tools and, and right. you might need to brush up on them or have a reminder of them, but they're lifelong tools right 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 and and hopefully it can change change the way change your inner dialogue the you know your awareness of your thoughts and and accountability so 
accountability for your own thoughts. So if you do recognize that you're not being kind to yourself, you know, say, okay, would I, I, again, like if I had a friend doing this, would I, you know, you wouldn't treat somebody else that way. So, so why do we treat ourselves that way? Anyhow, just, it's, it's a different way of looking at things and um, that awareness is so important that, and, and, and it's just, it's such a powerful tool to help us process emotions and be able to recognize those patterns and have some flexibility and be able to um, shift the way that we think, recognize how our perspective is influencing our experience and, and how other people might have a different perspective and a different experience. Right. Yeah. I think that for me, I mean, I love talking to you, but I think the biggest thing for the takeaway for me is, would you talk to somebody else while you're talking to yourself? Right. Would, would, you know, because we just wouldn't, we would never do that, you know, so why are we talking to ourselves that way? And I love the fact that you said we need to replace it because, okay, so you get rid of that negative. What do you got to replace it with something else or it's just going to come back? Right. 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 And I think that's one of the beauties of the tools that you teach. Replace it. Just get rid of that negative and put it in the positive and give you the tools how to do that. Because it's easy to say, but you've got to know and you've got to be prepared and you've got to like practice, right? You've right. got to constantly practice and be prepared right. so that when that does arise, because it will and it has and it is in everybody's world, we know how to deal with it at right. the time, right? Yeah, it does take practice and it takes repetition. And so, you know, and I talked about extending grace to yourself as we, as we go through these challenges and as we start to learn new behaviors, we need to be patient with ourselves because mm -hmm. it does take a lot of work to change habits and it takes a lot of work to... Um, to do things differently and, and, and everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has, um, anyhow, it, it just, it takes time to turn it into a habit instead of just a new behavior. And so right. just be patient with yourself, be, be kind to yourself as you're on doing that process, as you're going through that, um, mistakes are normal. It's part, it's part of life. I appreciate all of our listeners listening just take this and love, love everybody. Just love everybody and don't be afraid. Take a step and don't be afraid because it's going to be wonderful. We've got wonderful things happening out there. Um, make sure you guys go on tonight if you want to listen again, listen on demand, or you can watch it on the Vitality Health Show on Facebook. So have a great, great, happy and healthy week. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show.